You are listening to the Dream Life Designer Podcast, brought to you by My Empowered Living. Today's episode is titled, The Path to Personal Greatness Begins with Personal Mastery, with special guest Alvin Brown. Alvin is an author, speaker, educator, and an integrated peak performance consultant and advisor to entrepreneurs, athletes, leaders, and those motivated to perform at higher levels in their lives. For three decades, Alvin has dedicated himself in the research and study of a number of areas dealing with the mind-body connection and how we can use it to achieve our fullest potential and peak performance at any age or activity level. Alvin is the CEO and founder of the Center for Healing and Peak Performance, a multidisciplinary health and wellness center located in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Alvin is also the author of Journey to Personal Greatness, Mind, Body, and Soul, a Blueprint for Life, Balance, and Self-Mastery. Listen in as Alvin shares how you can begin to design your personal greatness journey to show up more powerfully and authentically in your personal and professional life. Hi, I'm Uchechi Ezrike Basse, and if you're ready to create a business and life that you love, then you're in the right place. I am a strategist, author, speaker, and publisher, helping passion-driven entrepreneurs create more wealth, confidence, impact, and freedom through their purposeful businesses. I infuse my unique combination of strategic planning, mindset mastery, and universal wisdom for you to experience quantum transformation and breakthroughs in your life and in your business. Yes, it really is possible to build a thriving business doing what you love. Keep listening and I'll show you how. Alvin, Alvin Brown, welcome to the Dream Life Designer Podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to have you on. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. I'm always, I'm always grateful, you know, and, and blessed to share my message, you know, because I love to, I've been doing it for years, but we'll get into it. But I love to share a message, so I appreciate the platform. Oh my God. And I'm so excited to bring you to my listeners. And so Alvin, you're known, like you're probably, especially in our community as the king of achieving personal greatness, right. And doing Mm -hmm. that through personal mastery, when people know of your work and even just with your background right there, it's where Mm -hmm. personal greatness through personal mastery. Can you share it in your own words? What does personal mastery mean to you? Yeah. Great question. So let me go back. Let me go back. And you know, it's, in our evolution as people, we, I believe, you know, a life unexamined isn't worth living. Ooh, you know, ooh, that, ooh, ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you, you know? repeat that again? And now that's not my quote. I'm going to say that right out. Yeah, that's, that's okay, not, but, but let's underscore that. Right. But I'm going to say it again. A life unexamined isn't worth living. And I've, that's, that's always resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't just getting, and another quote, I'm a quote man. Everyone will find that out you know, don't get through it, get from it. That's another one that I love. And that's a Jim Rohn quote. And, you know, I don't want to get through life. I want to get from life. So mm-hmm. that I'm a big journaler. I'm a, if I, I always tell people, if I was back in the day, I would be whatever philosophers, I don't know if they got paid or not, but that wouldn't matter to me. I'd be a philosopher. I've been wondering why does the tree, why does my asses up front come up every year at a certain time. Why did it go back in? These things, things make me wonder and make me think about why I'm always asking why. Mm-hmm. And, and 
you know, attempting to figure it out. So that's my quest. So personal mastery for me, this began decades ago. And I, and I say I gave that preamble before because this year I just figured it out why I went on my journey. I heard a UFC fighter being interviewed. He said, they asked him why he fights, I think it was. And he said, I was searching for the truth. Every fighter searched for the truth because in the ring, you can't lie. Did I train enough? You can't lie about that. Did I do this enough? Did I, you, when that, when everybody leaves that ring and you go face to face, your truth, you're searching for your truth. Who are you? What I, and I, so I went on a early journey in my life. I'm a youngest of five from Kingston, Jamaica. My mother mm. raised us. I actually looking back now, I don't know how she did it, but that's a whole other story. She should write her own book. But, you know, we came to Canada. I came alone with her for two years. I was with her here in one bedroom. I had a lot of chance to think, a lot of chance to wonder why. Why, why are we in this situation? Why, why, why? And so that led me, being alone, that led me to searching. And I, and my, I remember my brothers and sisters, they loved to fight. They, I guess it looked to me that they loved. They probably didn't. But it looked to me like they loved to fight. And I loved to, you know, hug and sing kumbaya. And I, I was always a peacemaker. So I thought it was actually a weakness. So I'm like on a quest going, what's wrong with me? How come everybody looks like they, they're so tough? And so I went on a quest to be the toughest you know, man on the planet. I, I wrestled in high school. Once I got wrestling, I got out of high school. I started to, I got my black belt in Taekwondo. I started to box. I, I bounced in bars. I, you know, all these things to fill this emptiness that I thought I had, but I still didn't like it. I still didn't yearn for it. I, it was just something I thought I needed to fill. But what it took me decades now to figure out that what I was really searching for was truth. And those, when I push myself and when any of us out there listening, this is the reason why you want to live on the edge of vulnerability. This is why you want to get out of mediocrity and push yourself, challenge yourself, because in every challenge, once you are able to go through it, the obstacle is the way. Once you're able to go through that obstacle, behind that obstacle is your truth, is another version of truth. You get closer to your truth, who you are. And this is probably the addiction for a lot of people when they do challenging things. They're attempting to find out something about themselves, the truth about themselves. So mastery for me all that time was about that. That's what personal mastery is about. It's about finding my truth. I think everybody should go on that journey, the hero's journey, mm. to find your truth, to find out why you are, why do you exist? Why are you here? Why are you doing what you do? So for me, personal mastery, and I call it personal, my book is called Journey to Personal Greatness, because I realize that greatness is not what I determine greatness, is not your determination of greatness. It's not, it's personal mastery, mastering who you are, showing up unapologetically yourself, mm. which is why we will pay people millions, billions of dollars <laughs> to be themselves. This is why we call them stars and celebrities and right. we clamor for them because why they're a piece of a piece of what we wish to be. They're speaking their truth mm -hmm. and it comes at risk. So we will pay them to vicariously live through them. And, and, you know, so anyways, personal mastery is about you mastering the inner game mm -hmm. because I was never beaten in my sporting life. And now in my life, I was never beaten, beaten by outside. I will always be beaten by me. Mm. 
And so if I can master me, there's no other enemies outside. I love that you said that because I think so often, you know, it doesn't matter what area of our lives that we look outside of ourselves and we think, Mm -hmm. you know, if this changes, then I'll be okay. But Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, it's not dependent on anybody else, right? We have that choice. We, and again, it's a choice that we can do at any time. So I love that where it's unique to us, you know, your personal greatness, you Mm -hmm. know, may be different from what I want my personal greatness to be. And I think that gives people permission to know that that is okay. And that's to be expected. Oh my God. I love that. So I wanted to piggyback on that. So, you know, how can one start to begin to adopt a level of mastery that can lead to their greatness? Like how can, where do they start with that? Mm -hmm. The first thing to start is clarity Mm. is first of all, you know, what do you want? Yep. Um, That's such a tough question too, by the way. Um, for people to, every time I ask a coaching client or the average person, you know, what do you want? It's, they get stuck. The average person gets stuck, right? <laughs> if so you've done agree. no work, what do you want? <laughs> ah, geez, I don't know. I think when, when we're faced with that question, it becomes also overwhelming. What do I want? Geez. Hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I, I often say to people, they want something and they'll come to a coach or whatever it is for help. Or they'll be stuck. Maybe they don't go to a coach. Maybe they, they struggle for decades. And you ask them, so what do you want? I say, if I want to be happy, I just, they'll come up with a vague outcome. I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. So I said, do you know what happiness looks like? And they go, oh, hmm. They give it some thought. And the minute I hear a pause, I know you will always be searching. Because mm-hmm. if you can't define what it looks like, how will you know when you're when you hit the bullseye, you can't hit a target you can't see. Yeah. So the best thing to do is to stop, get your journal, spend some quiet time to yourself and write down what happiness looks like, what your relationship looks like, what do you want for your body? What do you want for this? You can't hit the target you can't see. And, and I don't believe in going through life with my fingers crossed and, and, and <laughs> right. one eye open, hopefully I get there and what's it look like? Oh, oh. <laughs> Right. Either it looks good or it doesn't look good. So my fingers are crossed that it looks good. Let me open my eyes at 50. Ooh, ooh, I didn't like what I did there. But yeah, so I don't believe in eyes closed. Oh my God, I love that. Cause this is the same thing with me where I would say clarity, because clarity equals power. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, you know, as cliche as it sounds, like, you know, before you go to any destination and you need a GPS, you need to mm-hmm. put yes. the destination there. So you need to understand where you're going. So yep. and and you're so bang on because sometimes when I ask people, what do they want? Mm-hmm. I get a list of what they don't want yeah. <laughs> and they can easily answer that. So this is, yep. that is amazing. Where And it's simple as just sitting, like you just said, grab a piece of paper, grab a journal and mm-hmm. really start to think through what does happiness look mm-hmm. like for you, right? Cause it's like, right. yeah, like I want happiness, but if you don't know what it looks like, you might be living it, but not have recognized it. So that's- 100%. Really, I, I love and, that. and you said one thing there, you know, that I quickly piggyback on, you said it's simple. But you know what's easy to do is also easy not to do. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, absolutely. It is simple. simple, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not easy. Yeah. I would, yeah, I want to I jump into commitment and discipline because I know this is mm-hmm. something that we've both spoken about before. And, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes, and we spoke in the past where people would say, oh my goodness, I wish, I wish, you know, whatever outcomes and results that we've had, they're like, oh my God, I wish I had that and I want to do that. And, you know, it's these mm-hmm. things that they're in their dreams and in their goals. But yet they often 
don't want to do the work or, you know, they resist doing the work. Now, Mm -hmm. why do you think so many people resist being committed and disciplined to really show up for their goals and dreams? Mm -hmm. First of all, I believe we don't, we have a ton of excuses, limited beliefs around what we want, first Mm -hmm. of all, because we have been conditioned. You know, the other day I was saying to a client of mine, I said, if you were, and this is a, obvious thing but i said if you were born to two people that's how screwed up you're going to be because you're counting on those two people working on themselves and being complete and being happy to give you the blueprint to your life Mm. however most of us are born to two people and if none of them has worked on themselves you got two chances (laughs) to get two messed up blueprints that you got to now work through and you out of a clear out of your GPS so you can yep. build your own. So it take that one it takes us decades to get rid of the programming mm-hmm. that we were handed down again and again and again mm-hmm. through limited beliefs. And this is something that I often say too is if my great 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 grandmother was abused or something happened to her tragic or my great 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 grandfather, I am also suffering that lineage because they're going to hand that down and it Mm -hmm. might get watered down by the time it gets me but i'm still handed down yeah it reminds me reminds me of the story of the lady with the and some of you may have heard of it the lady with the she was making pot roast uh and and the roast and put it in the oven she cut off the end off the roast and her husband asked her so why do you do that she said that's what my mom does we don't eat that we just don't eat that that's we don't touch that and he goes he wonders why so he asked mom why does why do you guys do that? Well, I don't know that's what my grandmother did, and so on and so on. It went down the line. They happened to have a couple of generations around, and he asked, and he said, you know, well, when when my mom was young, uh, the ovens were really small, so we cut the end off the pot roast because it couldn't fit in. But now they still cut the end off the pot roast because they thought it was a so. When you use that metaphor and take it into what ends are we cutting off the pot roast that we bought yeah. in? So yeah. when you see when you go back to your question of why do people play small? in their lives and, and, and lack the discipline is that they don't believe what they want is possible. First of all, that's one, um, because they have heard, seen, been exposed, been influenced by someone they've, they find that was influential. And second, you know, they, we, I often wonder if we really want what we say we want Mm -hmm. and, and if we achieve it, would it be disappointing? Mm. And do some people fall in love with the drama of not having it? Because it's such mm. a it's such a recognizable friend, not achieving your goal is such a recognizable friend. Because what would you and, and just think about this for a second? Most people built their friendships, their associations, their life around a dr- certain drama. So just think about you and I are friends, and we've been friends for since high school and we talk about the same thing take the same i come up to you now and we're meeting every tuesday for coffee and i'm telling you i'm on to this new path and you're like what and i'm i'm gonna alienate my friendships and human beings love tribes yeah we, we don't want to be ostracized from our tribe we want so we will say keep the same language keep because the, the change that you want to make will signal to your brain that there's pain mm-hmm. and human beings will move away from pain towards pleasure change is tough for people and it and i and i often say this is that 
everything is signals. Every information coming in this, this meat suit, this body, we have five senses and, and those five senses decipher energies, audible energies, visual energies, palpatory energies. They transfer these energies into meaning and it goes in the brain. The brain doesn't decipher what's the quality of the information. It just knows a signal and it reacts to the signal. So if my signal is pain, death, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So I'm not going to make that change. The change to get rid of the cigarettes, that's painful. The change to start working out when I don't view myself as a, oh, I'm not one of those people who mm -hmm. love to work, you know, look at the ego or whatever. We have stories that goes around things and those stories decipher or determine what we choose to do because everything's a choice. So this is why it's so difficult for a lot of people to... Um, define and go for it and, and build a commitment because there's a pain behind what if I achieve it? Say, let's take money. I remember the first time I got my first car that I didn't have to fix up. I was driving home going, who's going to see me? Who's going to come to my door and want some money or who's going <laughs> to, so many things are going on in my head. I, I did the same. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it's awkward to be in this new brand new. I can't, I don't have an excuse. If you came up to me, with my old car that I used to have, I'd say, oh, it's not new. I just fixed this up myself. And it gave me an excuse to downplay yeah. why I have this new thing. So, yeah, that's yeah. why it's no, so I love that you said that because, I mean, so many things came up for me where it's like, you know, who are we now without our drama, without our suffering, right? And because it's our identity, like you said, that's just the way it's brain-based. Yeah. And that signals, you know, even though it's not something that you, you want something different, but it mm -hmm. signals not safe because it's just inconsistent yeah. to who we say we are. And this is for me, like the work yeah. I do for myself and I help with my clients is where mm -hmm. my number one thing is to change my identity. Because mm -hmm. when I change my mm -hmm. identity, then that new way of being, that work, mm -hmm. that becomes now what's familiar. And when mm -hmm. I go to do it, I can show up more. So I, yeah, 100%. this is so many truths in that, in the sense of, who are we now without it? And yeah. that that's that's fearful, right? And then, you know, yeah. different friends, different everything. And even, yeah, the yeah. stores, I mean, the thing with money, I was the same way. I mean, I remember one time I had cash in my pocket. I was like, oh my God, is somebody going to rob me? Because I had mm -hmm. so many stories mm -hmm. around what visible wealth, what that looked right. like. Visible and, wealth. you know, and I just didn't allow myself to have yeah. that. And without that, and even if things were, more money was coming in, I was subconsciously letting it go because I felt it was not safe. And it was so great when I first identified that and I was journaling on it, right? I was yeah. like, it was safe for me to be wealthy. So that mm -hmm. way I could mm -hmm. feel comfortable subconsciously. And when I yeah. feel comfortable subconsciously, I can allow myself to be able to experience that and yeah. keep it. So beautiful. 100%, beautiful. 100%. And quickly, yeah. quickly, you know, we could go on and on here in, in this, this could be a five hour podcast, but because <laughs> we're on, we're unraveling a few things. But when you talked about, identities by the way i have about six identities because i'm a big believer in identities because when i show up as alvin me i my identity is an athlete so in my mind i always remain in that athletic mindset because i like it it just drives me it gets me fresh and ready and there's a lot of great things um but then when i show up to my business i'm the when i'm a therapist when i show up to as a i'm the healer mm. quote unquote i show up as the magician because people say it's like magic mm. you know so i show up as this magician because i'm always putting on a show and and then and making them change their their state and you know and then when i show up as a business person i'm the money master because i had to put that in because what i was yeah. showing up just think about this for a second if i'm showing up in my business as the healer a healer mm. doesn't take money 
So I found I was self-sabotaging myself because I was showing up as a healer and the healer Mm. doesn't, oh no, money. Yeah. And healing money, that's travesty. No. So anyways, I had to different identities. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful, great point. Great point Mm. right there. Um, Alvin, I've read where you wrote something about, you know, people being the bottleneck to their success. Mm -hmm. And so how can one start to begin to recognize that they are themselves are actually the cause to the effects that they're experiencing? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what is the one thing that they can actually begin to start immediately right now to actually start to help them shift this? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, How do you know you're the bottleneck? Easy. Look at your life. Yeah. Look at your life. Um, wherever you go, there you are. So if my business isn't doing well, I got to look at me. Uh, if my personal life is doing well, I got to look at me. Because I have to take 100% responsibility, 100. You, Chechi, if you and I were in partnership and I blamed you for, you know what? You know, I'll take 99, man, but 1% is Uchechi. Uchechi owns me 100%. Even that 0.5, even 0.5, I say it's 0.5. You know, I can't get better. I can get better to a certain point, but 0.5, I will give her. She owns me. I can't never change fully then because I gave you even even 0.1. I have to take 100 because for me to change, it's me. Yeah, I can't give you even an ounce. It always has someone said to me in business once. I didn't understand it. A friend of mine said is his mentor told him management is always wrong. So an owner is always wrong. You look at what happened with uh, with Ellen over the pandemic. They found out that her people weren't happy and her, her mm-hmm. culture was not right. And who got blamed? Uh, a manager? Anybody? No, Ellen got blamed. Yeah. And she has to take 100% responsibility because she, it's her name on the brand. Yeah. So she can't go, well, well, it wasn't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You take, so when he said that, if I hired someone and they aren't working out, guess who hired them? Yeah. I, whether I, if my, if I didn't, well, I didn't then consult with my manager who hired them. It always goes back. It's my brand at the end of the day. If my business isn't doing well, like this pandemic that happened. You know, I'm always a bottleneck because the people that that work with you look to you at how you set the pace, the culture of your company. Are they positive or the negative? I'm going to look to you. If it's a negative culture, I'm coming to you. I'm going to look at the the person owning it because they're Mm -hmm. going to be the one that's setting. I'm sorry. It's just going to be that way. It is going to be that way. So you will be if you want to fix a company. When I work with leaders. For me, it doesn't matter. I don't have to know your business. I don't have to know your business. You know your business. Mm-hmm. You know your business. Guess who I have to fix? You. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you will be in the way. You are it. Because uh, once I remove whatever is blocking you, your business is going to fly. Absolutely. So I don't have to worry about knowing technology. I don't have to worry about knowing industrial. If you're, you know, just make paper. I don't have to know any of that. I have to know what you, what's, what, what are you, how are you getting in the way? So that's how, and how can they fix it is, is easily stepping back and going, how can I take a hundred percent responsibilities? How can I remove the blame off my mother who wasn't there? My father who didn't show up maybe, or my, listen, we, 
as we all know, everybody listening to this, we all know anybody that is a parent know that we come to this table with no rules, no, no <laughs> template. We're figuring it out on the fly. Yeah. Okay. So, so were they. they. And unfortunately, if you were unfortunately born to, again, some messed up people who did no work on themselves, but you were just unfortunately plopped into that, here I am and I'm getting these templates. At some point, we have to step back and let them go, yeah. release them. Yeah. Release them from the hostage that we're holding them mm-hmm. and forgive ourselves. You don't have to forget what happened, but you need to let it go. And so that's what I had to do. I had to, because I didn't know I was holding on to things like, oh, I didn't have a father. That's why I'm not good mm-hmm. at business. Look at those guys. You know, they probably had a grandfather who sat with them and taught them about business and mm-hmm. a lineage of entrepreneurs. That's why they're so, mm-hmm. it's just, I have to let it go. I love that. That is so empowering because like you said, the first, like that first step is owning responsibility. And I think oftentimes that word, you know, people have that negative connotation, but it's so empowering because I love what you just said. I'm going to underscore it again. It's where, when you give any slight percentage of weight, like the mm-hmm. 1% or 0.5%, you're giving away your power 100. when you do that. And I love that because then it's like, it's not about anything wrong that I'm being blamed or shameful. No, it's about, I want to own my power. And so I'm going to show up the buck stops here. Right. So think Mm. about a business. Think about your business. If I was 1% owner, (laughs) someone would have a say, you can, you can maybe make changes, but I'm going to be grumbling. Mm. But if you're a hundred percent owner of that company, you all lines and hands with you. But if I'm paying in my 1%, I'm going to be having something to say. Yeah. I'm going to have something to say. You did I what? You it. changed what? You changed the logo. <laughs> well, you didn't ask me, but you only 1%. Hey, I you, I was there when you were building. You asked me for one. I gave you one. Right? So, love, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, Alvin, you mentioned a little bit about the pandemic. So I want to go there with this question. So like many entrepreneurs, the last mm. two years, you know, have had a major impact and the way they work, the way they operate their business. Can you share how, first of all, like how the last two years has affected your business and how you operate? And also how were you able to adapt your business now in this new environment? Oh man, this is unbelievably a great question because Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why it's a great question. Because it's something I was vibing on. So when pandemic happened, I went through the stages of grief as I Mm -hmm. looked at them. I went through denial. It's not happening. I was the last one to leave my facility. Oh. Everyone else bailed and I was the last one. This is not happening. Then when they mandated that we close, because I'm in healthcare in case anybody yeah. is listening, my main source that I built my entire who I am on is manual therapy of all kinds. And then that's my gateway to coaching. But so they closed me after 25, 26 years of doing what I do best. Wow. I couldn't do it. Mm. Mandated, couldn't do it legally couldn't do it so no one was showing up they closed the doors you're closed you're sitting at home there was no other option because my business was always one you're i'm touching I'm, I'm in front of you it wasn't the virtual model so i sat there for a month took me about a month hmm. to stop reeling and you know in bitterness and why is it oh you can't believe this is going on and you know obviously it's unprecedented so no one knew when it was going to end and you know, after a while, I saw I heard a quote, two quotes that changed my thinking, changed my life. One said, "Never let a crisis go to waste." 
And when I heard that, I said, never let a crisis go to waste. Mm, what, wow. what the hell does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Let me think about it for a bit. I don't, you know, think on it for a minute. And then the other quote that came up was, in the times of great winds, when the winds are blowing and the storm is coming, you have two options. You can build a bunker and hide, or you can throw up a windmill and profit from mm. it, right? And because the wind's blowing anyways, you can hide mm-hmm. out. Or you can put a windmill up and get power from it, generate. And I thought, okay, how do I apply that in my life? Those two. And I, so I started to go, you know, I have a book. I wrote a book. I speak. I started to look at all my other skills that I have. And I go, is this the only way to make money is to be in front of people, to make the, to make the, mon- the amount of money that I made doing this? Is this the only way? And the clinic was closed. I mean, every source that I was making, here I am getting the CERB you know, my daughter is so funny. At one point I thought, man, how did I get this far? My daughter and I are making the same amount of money, <laughs> right? You know, at the same yeah. time. So, but that forced me to look at all my other skills, you yeah. know, and, and there's a great book out called uh, Acres of Diamonds. I had to look at what are my acres of diamonds? What are the things that I have not thought about that other skills that I have? And it forced me to incorporate the other skills. It forced me to go online with Zoom. It forced me to start to look at <clears throat> other ways that I could, you know, earn money because money is a value exchange. It's an exchange of value. It's not the thing you do. Yeah. It's how much value can you bring? And I thought, okay, is this the only way I bring value? No, let me look at some other ways. So I had some time to think and, uh, and it was, uh, you know, the, the word overused word of today, it was pivot. <laughs> you know, I had to pivot look at how i can put my book online and do it so anyways it forced me to evolve and actually when i look back now the pandemic is going to be a game changer for me mm. i honestly i love you said that because I, I i mean you've known me where i've been always online mm-hmm. so i always kind of mm-hmm. like jumped around where i'm like oh my god everybody's now messing up my zoom signal because right. you know everybody's all using right. Zoom and it's not the quality's mm-hmm. not there but mm-hmm. you know even for a lot of my clients that i always like you know go online and even if they have product-based businesses let's yeah. leverage amazon people are shopping on amazon fba yeah. and i've always done things where you can tell your skill so you know when i step back it actually saw a lot of people where it was it forced them mm-hmm. and then even now that you know as things especially in ontario where we live things are opening back up and everything else but it's like now they're like oh this is an extra avenue that they can keep right now. It's yeah. an extra income stream along with now when they still have their physical location opening yeah. up. So, you know, like that first quote set that you, that jumped that you, that jumped yeah. at you during that yeah. time, you know, there really is. And I think where, you know, and kudos for you for having that awareness and that opportunity to say, you know, what does that is? And because I think, always think, you know, without the mindset, we, we sometimes we don't recognize some of these opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. amazing. And even now, because of course I know your work, a lot of people who mm-hmm. work with now they can like see an experience where it's beyond, you know, the geographic location, right? right. You can make a greater impact. So exactly. I'm excited for that because I know yeah. the impact that you've made. And so now more people get to experience exactly. that. So that's amazing. And, you know, real quick, uh, um, one of the things that you said was, I, me- I remember reading a story uh, from England and the British, uh, the Med- British Medical Association, uh, they were attempting to get virtual medicine online for 10 years and nobody would adopt it all of a sudden boom it's adopted because we were forced so the benefit benefit for you it's a two-way thing one your zoom um, frequency was interrupted however 
all these people that you may have talked to before about your virtual dad, no thanks, because they didn't understand it. Now, all of a sudden, they were forced to get the technology. So now that opens you up to like a whole new audience who are now comfortable clicking this button and getting on and talking to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I love I've always had clients online, but it's my clients that I've been telling to leverage online to build their business. Now they're like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Everyone's winning in that area. Yeah. 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 Of course. I love that. Yeah. Um, um, Another thing I want to ask about is where, you know, you speak about the four stages of greatness, Mm -hmm. right? There's Mm -hmm. this four stages that you have. And I love how you've broken it down. So can you share with the listeners? What are those four stages? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a great lead into my next book that I'm going to release in 20. Yeah, in 2020. When is that, 21? I'm hoping for, I want to have two books out this year. Uh, yeah, the first one's called Entrep- Cracking the Entrepreneur Code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next one is called The Four Pillars of Greatness, which is where I'm going to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. So number one is clarity. We talked mm-hmm. about it earlier. That's the yeah. first pillar of, of mastery. And I'm calling it the, the Four Pillars of Mastery. The first pillar is clarity. What do you want? You must know. It's impossible to, to move forward without knowing. And most people, they don't, once they pass, the, the, when someone leaves high school, they know they're going to university. But after that, they stop planning for some reason. They just get married and, and fingers crossed. <laughs> you know? So clarity. Clarity. It's key. Yeah. Number two. Here's the key. Courage. Mm. Courage. Anytime you are doing something that you're passionate about, something that's close to your heart, something that is your DNA, your signature, you will have so much resistance. And mm-hmm. listen, we can do frivolous things easily. We yeah. can, it's easy to do things you don't care about because yeah. there's nothing connected to it. The minute you start to do something that involves being naked, involves being vulnerable, you will hit resistance. And typically, resistant vulnerability means I'm going to, if I'm a writer, I'm going to write without worrying about what the critics might say. If I'm a singer, I'm going to sing without worrying about. And today with online and people's comments, a lot of people push Mm. back at owning their stuff. You know, it's coming out of that closet, that proverbial closet and showing who you are. So you need courage, massive courage. And I'm not, it's so funny I can convince a ton of people to let's jump out of a plane and they can do that. But I cannot convince a lot of people to share your gifts with the world. Yeah. Oh, right. So courage. That's a, that's a second, the, the second pillar. Third is commitment. You must be committed to seeing it through. You, you're tired. Get up, yeah. do it, commit to it, commit to it. You said, I am going to lose this, commit to it, lose that and keep it off commitment is key in any relationship, relationship with yourself, relationship with anyone. The last one is the most crucial. It's a, it creates the pillar, the foundation is consistency. Mm. And consistency means I am showing up. If I posted something, my new vision, I'm, I know what it is now, I'm going to release it. And I posted it and it, it, it releases to a thunder of nothingness. Nobody says anything no likes, very little, no comments. The, the, the wind has been knocked out. I may not do it tomorrow because I didn't get any feedback. I thought I was going to get a lot. It was a great idea. Nothing. Nope. What I'm saying is tomorrow you release again. Yeah. You may be doing this for months, years, but here's what I know. 
when you create something new and you go to get an audience, what you're asking your audience to do is to trust you, is to build a relationship. They're watching you. Trust me on this. They're watching. They got a side eye. They're watching. <laughs> but they don't want to commit to you yet because they don't know how long you're going to do this for. Are you going to take yeah. me on a ride? Am I going to say like and follow and you're going to quit? Because so many people you see get online. Uh, I'm going to start the 30-day workout today. Everybody follow me, right? Seven days in, uh, well, next week you see another one and then it starts a trip and then you don't see them again because they got tired along the way yeah. and maybe beat down because they didn't have the feedback, the traction, yeah. the dopamine hit that they wanted because nobody was there. So consistency is crucial. I'll tell you why. Now, here's how consistency forms a foundation. When you're consistent, guess what you build? Commitment. Yeah. When you're consistent, guess what you build? Courage. Mm-hmm. When you're consistent, guess what you build? Clarity. Because the longer you do this, Uchechi, the longer you do podcasts and everything and helping people, you're starting to figure out, you know what? At first, I cast a big net. I Let me help everybody, please. Because, you know, I want to pay my bills. But as you get better and better and more consistent, you go, you know, I don't want to help that crowd, actually. Yeah. That's not my crowd. I'm going to help women. I'm going to help whoever. I'm going to help stay-at-home moms. It starts to get whittled down. You get more clear about your audience. And then you build width. You build depth, actually, and not width. Yeah. And as they say in America, I'm going to use the American term, there's riches in the niches. Riches, absolutely. Right? Yes. right? So, and you know all of this. And so, anyways, that's what consistency builds. But if you're not consistent, you can't build any of those. Oh my God. Oh, so much goodness in that. I mean, something Marie Forleo, um, which is one of my mentors and I yeah. coach as part of her program, she yeah. always says uh, um, clarity comes through engagement, not through thought, right? So right. keep doing things. And even for go. me, when I look back, I've been in the online space for probably over 10 years now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, you know, I know for a fact, a lot of these opportunities, right? Coaching thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide, all the stuff that I've had, the you know, the just the honor of being part of, was because of consistency. Mm-hmm. I was still blogging when even before I had a product to sell, right? I was still working yeah. full time. I knew I was going to do this on my space over 10 years ago. And I yeah. was showing up, giving value, giving value. And I continue to do that. And I still yeah. like, and even if we're, I didn't know somebody, you know, I, you think I'm not getting responses back from my email. And you know what a beautiful thing about, I just love that you said consistency because I remember, um, meeting up with a friend and I didn't even know she was following me on, e- on, on my email because I've yeah. never gotten any response or anything mm-hmm. from her. Mm-hmm. And I remember having lunch with her because I hadn't seen her in years. And I remember her saying to me, I have to tell you, you know, cause she told me all the stuff that's happened, you know, from her and I, which I didn't know about like a divorce yeah. and something with her sister, all that stuff. And yeah. she's like, thank you for your weekly emails. Mm-hmm. You don't understand how that got me through that dark days. And I was just like, and I always remember I that because even when we don't get that feedback, you don't know mm-hmm. who you're impacting. And even if you yeah. just impact the one person, yeah. but keep showing up. And, yeah. you know, and I'm, and I'm sure you may agree to this, where people are like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. child. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The harder I work, the luckier yeah. I get. Exactly. All that yeah. work that people don't see it, but it was, yeah. you're right. It is that consistency yeah. that gave me that courage to keep going. That got better. That gave me clarity. Okay. This doesn't work. I'm going to go here. I'm going to niche yeah. down. But if we don't stop, but if we don't, if we stop and yeah. don't, because I've seen it, I've seen, yeah. we've both seen it and it's, yeah. and then they complain. Yeah. 100%. Go back and see the patterns. Yeah. And you know, right. I often say, you look at the fastest man in the world, I think is still Usain Bolt for that hundred meter. Yeah. And you think about that for a second. 
it took him, I don't know how long, maybe 20 years to run nine under 10 wow. seconds. Let's put it that way. Under 10 seconds for a lifetime of fame. Mm. How many are willing to do that? 10 right. seconds for, you know, 20 years preparation for 10 seconds. Yeah. But that's what greatness is. You don't always listen. It's when we see someone on TV and we're like, oh, my God, you know, it's so amazing. Their life is actually very boring. Yeah. They'll tell you it's boring. You only see in the sexy stuff, the, the, the film awards and the walking the red carpet. And you don't see the, the nights on the trailer when I'm when, you know, cut again, they're tired and they're right. So let's not fall in love with the sexy stuff. Let's let's fall in love with the boring, the mundane, because that's where greatness comes from. Mm, I love it. Actually, that just reminds me, there's a book in front of me right now. It's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And it's mm. kind of like a fable. Same thing where it's all about falling in love with the process, mm -hmm. right? The non-sexy part, yeah. but it's that consistency because that's what's going to lead you and how to really Only way. focus your efforts on that. Ooh, Only oh my God, way. we can go in detail for this. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. So you know what? I want to get into the power of mentors because I know mm -hmm. you and I both, we like, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously we're one to mm -hmm. people, but then we've got like, mm -hmm. we've had some that has greatly influenced our life and we continue to work with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, can you share how having mentors in your life has led to some of the mm -hmm. breakthroughs and transformations that you've experienced in your life mm -hmm. and business? Oh man, mentorship. Okay. A friend said to me, I know I'm a quote man said, <clears throat> you can't see the frame of the picture you're in. Ooh, right? Repeat that, please. Repeat right? that. You please. cannot see the frame of the picture you're in. Ooh. So if you're in the damn picture, you can't see the frame. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So how do you know? And if you've never walked that path, it's unknown to you. Yeah. Success leaves clues. So why would you, how can I think the same mind? And this is Einstein, I think. The same mind that created a problem can't solve the same problem. Yeah. Because I created it. I created my, my income level. I created the relationships I keep getting into. I create, again, go back to 100% responsibility. I created it and I can't seem to get out of my own way. Why? Because the same mind that created it is the same mind that's thinking mm -hmm. all the other thoughts. So someone comes along who's an don't choose any mentor. <laughs> yeah. I choose mentors based on, have you done it? Yeah. Okay. None of this, you know, I'm 16 and I'm a life coach kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, come on now, come on now. Like, you know, <laughs> so if you want a great relationship, look at someone who's maybe on their, you know, 30 years, 10, I don't know. So you choose how you look at it because yeah. not all first marriages are the first or the right one. They might have two, but they're doing something right. Yeah. At the end of the day, if they got, if you want a good body, look at someone who is healthy, who is projecting that, you know, you don't go to a fat doctor, as they say, you mm -hmm. know, and, and to give you advice on nutrition. So, you know, you want to, you want to pick that mentor who's walked the path you want to walk. Okay. And then hire that mentor, take them for lunch, do something. You must do something for them too, by the way, nothing, yeah. you know, you give first or hire whichever yeah, it might be. And, and they'll, they will give you the steps you need, because again, why reinvent the wheel? I'm actually reading a book right now called decoding greatness. Mm -hmm. And that's what they talk about. They said that every, everything we have right now that we enjoy it come look at music, all music is sampled in from somewhere. So you, mm -hmm. It's very difficult to get a fresh new idea. Absolutely. So you're talking about Microsoft and Apple, Steve jobs and Bill Gates. 
they got their idea from IBM and IBM got it from someone else. Mm. So, and then you just kept adding on, adding on. Now we have this beautiful Apple and Mac and all these, but they, they were added on. The iPad was already done way before Jobs got to it, but he made it more beautiful. And, and, and so success leaves clues. If you're struggling right now, someone listening to move from where you are to where you want to be, get a Sherpa, get a guide, someone who's already walked that path, trust, trust him, do your homework, make sure you trust in them and then stop doubting the path. If you, if you chose properly and you filtered them, trust and just execute. No hire me. It's like hiring a housekeeper and you're cleaning the house before they get there. Don't do that. <laughs> right. Just trust them. You already did your filter. You did your work, trust and execute. So mentorship I have, geez, right now I have about three, four coaches. Yeah. A business. I had a young guy, younger, 20 years, my junior to teach me how to the whole online piece. I hired, I have an 86 year old mentor who's been my mentor for 15 plus years. I have a business coach. I have so many, you know, mentors and coaches that I lean on because I know I, I practice what I preach. I know I don't, I know I can't see the blind spot. I've got a blind spot. I can't see it. Yeah. So how do I, you know, how do you expect to change anything with the mind that created it? Okay. I love that. Another piece, um, Alvin, when people follow your work, you know, it's clear that, you know, uh, mental fitness, nutrition, physical mm -hmm. fitness and health is mm -hmm. foundational to the work that you do. Mm -hmm. Now, what advice would you give somebody who's struggling in, the, in one area or possibly many times in all those areas? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the one advice would you give to, to them from that perspective? Okay, so that's a, that's a big question. But here's what I would say to really narrow it down to an easy answer. When someone asks me, how do I lose weight, get conditioned, you know, fix this, fix that and go, here's how you do it. You, you do the thing that you will do consistently mm -hmm. and keep doing it. And that's the way you get, how do I get a rock hard abs? Find an exercise that you will do consistently that you love. And that's the way you do it. The body loves rhythm. The mind mm -hmm. loves rhythm. Yeah. It, it, the minute so when people start, say, work, let's take a workout. When people start working out, the problem is a lot of people quit other than lack of consistency and lack of a vision of what they want from their bodies. A lot of people, they don't see results right away. They may, they may lose a little bit water weight at the beginning and then all of a sudden it plateaus. But they don't realize that just a few more weeks or even another month in, the body says, oh, you're going to keep this up. All right, mm -hmm. cells, let's start. She's keeping this up. He's keeping this up. Let's go. And they start getting into it and you start to see changes happening, things that, but that's where you have a quick ramp up. Then there's a flat and then that's where we lose people at the flat point. But then there's another upcoming when the body realizes, oh, you're going to keep running. Oh, okay. We're in. Cause you know, you spent 40 years, 30 years doing this. And now you're starting this for the first month and you want us to jump on board and you know, get to that six weeks to rock hard abs. And, you know, it doesn't happen that way. It takes consistently consistency. So, um, so for people to, to really see the changes that they want to see and to, to get going, they need to develop that vision. Go back to everything we just talked about, yeah. develop the vision that you want to see, uh, commit to it, commit to the thing you, if you're doing a diet, keto, paleo, Mediterranean zone, <laughs> South beach. I mean, take them, take whichever you want you want. 
fruits only, carnivore, I mean, you name it. There's a ton out there. If you're doing a workout, HIT, you know, CrossFit, this, that, weightlifting, uh, Orange Theory, uh, F45, there's <laughs> yoga. Take, take it, but do it consistently. And then the change starts to happen. All of a sudden, you're losing the weight. All of a sudden, you are getting flexible, stretch. The body loves rhythm. Once it knows that's what you're going to commit to, the change starts to happen. And then you can build on that, mm -hmm. add in more things. Like I remember in the 90s, aerobics was there, but people were still looking soft. So they added in weights, some resistance exercise, and then the, they started to see change. But it's that consistency. If they weren't consistent, they can't get to that goal. Mm, I love that. Again, going back to that word, consistency, consistency. That's king. Consistency. It's king. It is really? king. I it love is king. That. Yeah. Alvin, honestly, anybody that knows you, and even from listening here, the passion you have around your work is evident. We can clearly see it. And just from even your energy in person, mm -hmm. why is that the case for you? I'm curious, like, why are you so passionate about helping people show up powerfully and authentic authentically, both personally and professionally in their lives? Mm -hmm. Great question. I remember what I said. I started out as the youngest of five, single mother, mm. that, that, suffering. I hate that word, but let's yeah. call it that. That time of wondering, why this, why is this? And I just watch people. I listen to people. And then I've had, geez, thousands of people across my table. And you know, here's the beauty of my work. Here's what I get a privilege. When you come to me in pain, physical, mental, emotional pain, I'm not black anymore. I'm not a man anymore. I'm not straight anymore. I'm not gay anymore. You just want to be out of pain. So mm -hmm. I get you at your most vulnerable. You are, none of that exists anymore. So I hear the rawness mm -hmm. of who you are. Cause it doesn't, you're not, you, there's no pretense anymore. You don't, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're naked. You're pain. You're in pain. So I get to see that nothing exists beyond what we get caught up with color and all this other stuff that we get caught up with. I see, you know, I see, I get to see the rawness and I see people suffering. So internal suffering. Um, it was uh, the the he's a popular um, speaker now, an Indian wise. Jay Shetty. Uh, no, uh, he's uh, I remember his name, but he does he does inner engineering. Satguru. Oh, Bishan. Satguru. Satguru. Oh, Satguru. No, mm. Satguru. Okay, he said we do suicide and in installments Ooh. every day. Right. That hit me. I wrote that one Ooh. down. Yeah, we do suicide in installments. And so I thought, whoa, man, that's what I feel when people come on, come on my table. And I can I can feel literally feel through my years of touching thousands of bodies. I can feel energy changes in bodies. I can feel high energy. I can feel low energy. I can feel and I doubted these things because I was a very, you know, logical person mm -hmm. but over years of it's like tony says you can't do something for so many years and not figure it out at some point i know we we have a resonance power versus force we you know david hawkins yeah. we have a i have a, a resident we have a resonance of energy and various mood states resonate hate and yeah. and guilt and shame resonate at a low level love peace forgiveness resonate at a high level and people walk around when we're walking around a history of things 
we are resonating at the lowest level. So the reason why I care so much is that I've had too many exposures to people over the years, 30 years of working intimately with people to not care that at first my gateway was always pain. And then I get into talking to people about their mindset, their emotions. And that led me to all the work I've been doing um, in the book, Journey to Personal Greatness, Mind, Body, and Soul, a Blueprint for Life, Balance, and Self-Mastery. I, I talk about six areas, mental fitness, emotional fitness, your body, your nutrition, what goes into your body, your spiritual fitness, and your financial fitness. Mm-hmm. Because I find finances is connected to your soul. Finances, mm-hmm. money is ubiquitous. They've, in two, 2020, they've created 5 million millionaires were created in 2020. Yeah. We made for in America, I'll just give you American, I don't know what it is in Canada yet, but in America, 40% of all monies printed were printed in the pandemic, this pandemic, 40, since the whole time they created money, since they've been printing money, 40% of it has been printed in this time. So is money, is there a lack of money out there? No, no, it's abundant. So money is related to your deservedness. Do you feel you deserve it? Absolutely. If you don't, it won't come to you. You'll push it away. You'll make uh, you'll make a million, but spend a million and ten. Yeah, you're broke at that point, right? You're a broke millionaire. So, yeah. Mm. So that's that's why I'm so passionate about helping people. I can't touch people for thirty years and not and just make money. You know, it's just it's just not enough for me. Mm. So, yeah. Alvin, Alvin, Alvin Brown. Honestly. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here. And I know the listeners are going to be like, whoa, I want more. So can you just tell the listeners where they can find more about you? And of course, we'll link that all in the show notes. But can you just tell us where they can find more of these amazing gems? I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for having me on here. You This is long overdue. <laughs> but they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on alvin.b.brown on Facebook. They'll find me on Instagram, TikTok. I got on TikTok actually in 2020 and did some silly stuff. I, I was part of my therapy. I, I used to dance as well. So part of my therapy was I loved entertaining pieces of TikTok. So I got on there and I started doing some silly dances. I actually haven't used TikTok to its full advantage yet yeah. because I just got on there as a release. So I, you'll see me on there doing some dance and stuff to break, <laughs> nice. to, to not be so serious about life. So you can catch me on there. You can catch me on my site, Journey to Personal Greatness is my .com, is my website. And uh, podcast, Journey to Personal Greatness podcast, which I'll have to get you on, Uchechi. Uh, on there, I've got 75 episodes of me, a strategy session, plus I have some authors and guests on there that I do a master classes with, and also YouTube. I'm everywhere. I'm awesome. So we're going to link that up so we can yeah. jump in and learn so much more about you. Again, awesome. thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here and so much value. Thank you, first of all, for the work that you do. Um, clearly, it. as we can see what's happening, you know, we've always needed it, but clearly mm-hmm. for the past couple of years, um, oh, yeah. thank more. you for showing up and always sharing your gifts and allowing other people and teaching them how to own it themselves and tap into their personal greatness. And you know what? I'll put a mirror up and and bounce everything back to you. So I appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Dream Life Designer podcast. If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and share with your friends and family. With your assistance, I can help others cultivate their dream life 
through their purpose-driven business and help them gain more financial freedom. Don't forget to visit mindpowerliving.com and get your free multiple income creation workshop to learn how to monetize your knowledge, passion, and gifts. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening.